All right, so we're taking it two lines from the bottom of the page on Daf Tzadik Zayin Amit Beis, and uh, we're starting with the Tanur Abanu. Tanur Abanu, the Rabbi Zorna, Zorg Mishus Rabbim, Mishus Rabbim. Somebody's throwing from Mishus Rabbim to Mishus Rabbim, Mishus Hayochid Beemtza, and there's a Mishus Hayochid in the middle. Dalid Amos Chayev. It, it's fascinating what we're talking about. So basically, we ignore the Rosh Hashanah because it's not coming at rest in the Rosh Hashanah So let's just take it out of, the, out of the calculation. And then we see how far did it go in the actual Rosh Hashanah And if it went four Amas in the Rosh Hashanah meaning it's two Amas on this side of the Rosh Hashanah that was Rosh Hashanah went through the Rosh Hashanah Completely, and then it went to Amas on the other side of Rosh Hashanah into the Rosh Hashanah So two plus two equals four. So you got a four Amas total. Chayev, that's enough to be Mechayev. Okay, Pachas Amas. But if it didn't go a distance of four Amas in Rosh Hashanah Potter, then you'll be Potter. Very interesting idea. So the question is, what's the chiddush here? Two very important chiddushim. First of all, Hakamashmon Rishus Mitzdarfos. The Chiddush number one is that this Rishos Arabim and that Rishos Arabim, you add them together. That's a big Chiddush. You could say that, hey, I, in this Rishos Arabim, I only did two. That's not the Shia. In the other Rishos Arabim, I only did two. That's also not the Shia. Who says that we could add up two plus two to make four? That's a Chiddush. So that's Chiddush number one. Rishuyos Mitzdarfos. The Rishos Arabim, the two Rishos Arabim tra- travels add up. That's number one. And number two is the law And another point is that we don't say the fact that it went into the Rishus Hayachid makes it Kluta. It's as if it's at rest in the Rishus Hayachid. And we say Kluta That's not true. We don't accept that principle. Okay? So that's so those are the two Chidushim in, in this statement. Okay, now. Amar Shmuel Bar Yuda, Amarav, Abba, Amarav, Huna, Amarav. If you're tr- carrying four amas in a roofed-in public domain, so in other words, you have a public area that has a roof on it. Potter, your potter. Why? Because that was not the way it was in the desert. It's not called roofed-in. Okay. Now, um, so uh, the Mepharshim, I think the Mepharshim asked this question. What it mean? It wasn't Makura. Of course it was Makura. We had our Nani covered on top. Apparently, spiritual Bechusa doesn't mean, that's not called a Kisui. We're talking about physical Kisuyim that are, that, you know, a cloud doesn't qualify as a Kisui. Okay. Let's leave it, let's take that as a fact. Okay. But the bottom line is in the Digli Midbar, there was a, there was a, the, there was no kisui, so it, that's what defines rishos rabim. It's not considered rishos rabim if it has a minatora if it's a covering in the rishos rabim. Shaila is is the makaris avyan the wagons that they carried the krushim on. They did have a roof. Ve'amarav, as we'll see, as we'll see what we're talking about. The Amr Rab Mishum Reb Chia and Rab said the name Reb Chia Agolus Tachteinu Vinein Vitzidan under the wagons between the wagons and the sides of the wagons is all part of the Rishus Arabim. That's Rishus Arabim. Under the wagons, that's underneath the wagon, right? 
the side, the, 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 between the wagons, because they went side by side, the two wagons, as we'll soon see how they were situated, five amas away from each other. And the bene, and the tzidehen is the, is the distance between the frame, the, the thickness of the frame, from the frame to the wheels, that, that space. That's called the tzad of the tzidehen. All of that qualifies as Rishus so the Gemara says, how can Rav say that it's uh, that underneath that, that this is a uh, uh, Rabim? So ki Rav So Rav is talking about the space between the rows of Krashim. There was space between the rows of Krashim, and that space now obviously where the Karish is, where the beams are, that is definitely covered, and of course that can't be Rishus Rabim. But the space between the Krashim, that would qualify as a as Rishul Sarabim because it, it doesn't have a roof over it. Now. On, on the cart itself. We're getting there. Oh, no, don't, no, don't, there's a lot of questions on this. Don't, you have to understand the Matthias of how does the, that's why I said you're going to need a lot of pictures today because it's, uh, there's, uh, the, it's confusing. But the Gemara is going to go through how were, were those crushing arranged on the wagon. Okay, uh, the, the, so so let us see. Or Kadagala Kamaha Kamahavoi, how long were these wagons? Not very long. Khamesh Amin. It was five Amis the length of the crusher. So how did they put and the length of the wagon? So how did they put a ten ama keresh on a five ama long wagon? Simple. They did it widthwise. Okay? And it hung out over the sides. Okay? What is the thickness of the, each of the Krushim? So the Krushim were an ama and a half by an ama. We're assuming now that they were lying flat on the wider side. That's an ama and a half. Okay, so each keresh, the keresh, it takes up an ama and a half thickness on the bottom. Okay, puts the keresh kama havoi, am so palga. Good. Kama mosif. Uh, how, uh, how many rows of, of one and a half can you put? Okay, come most of Tulasa. There's three rows because each wagon, there are four wagons. There are, and the four wagons are going to divide up all the Krushim between the two. There's 20 Krushim on this side, 20 Krushim on this side, six on the other side. Um, anyway, the bottom line is there's a total of 48, uh, uh, 48 Krushim. Divided by four, 48 by four is going to be 12 on each, okay? So each wagon is holding 12 beams, okay? Now, so you're going to have three rows on the arm and a half side, three rows of, of piled up four high. You follow? Okay, so three rows of one and a half. Well, do that. One and a half plus one and a half plus one and a half is what? Four and a half. Four and a half sitting on five amas does not give you much space in between the crushing. Partially, pal gadamsa. That gives you a grand total of a half an ama to share between the three rows. Kishadile, mar, beni, beni, when you put it between the two, the three piles, there's two gaps between the three piles, what are you going to get? Kilav, right? Kishadile, mar, beni, beni, it's going to be basically lavut. 
because it's less than three tvachim in between. It's, remember, it's a, if you take a, do the math, you only have a half an amma, that's a quarter an amma space. Quarter an amma, it's only six tvachim. You've got only two tvachim. It's going to be lovered, and it's as if it's Megura. It's not called an open space. So the Gemara says, Mi sabe krush manputayu? Oh, you missed. You got it wrong. You think they put it on the fat side, and that's how they stacked it on the fat side, the am and a half side. You're wrong. They put it on their narrow side, the ama side. Safe, safe. Still, let's do that. Let's do it that way. Fine. What do you got on the ama side? Now, sumcha de karish What is the what is the Narrow, narrow thickness of the of the beams, like that's amsa. It's one amma. Okay, kama have a mosif. How many? You're gonna put the maximum. You don't want to be stacking up high if you don't got it right. So how many? What's the? How many can you fit on in five amas if each one is an amma? Four, because you can't have it in stuff together. That's not possible. So it's gonna fit. Four rows of an amma each, shared between the five amas. Okay, and it's, so it's if it's four rows, it's four rows stacked three high each. Okay, four times three—that's your twelve. Okay, so we got four. Pashla amsa. So between the, the 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 four rows that we got, we're sharing one amma. Still, kishadulei mar beni beni. Kilavud, I mean, it's still kilavud because you're dividing one ama by three, one ama by three gaps because you have four rows. There's three gaps between the four rows, split it between evenly. You're going to still have the same problem that there's not that there's lavud, okay? Because it's a third of the ama in between. A third of an ama is weiter, less than three tvachim. So what's the deal? So Gemara says you're right. Ha nichlamadim rekrushim milamaton avyan. There's an opinion that we'll get to on Amid base that says that each Keresh, they weren't the same thickness from bottom to top. They narrowed as they went up to the top. They stayed the full, uh, the, they, they started out at, at an Amma on bottom and they narrowed slowly to, to, uh, to, to a, a one etzpa, one finger's thickness on top. But they stayed the full Amma and a half wide but when it narrowed up, that's the one opinion. If you say they're narrowing as they're going up, then you're right. Then it makes sense. They're, at one point, it's not going to have the full gap. But at another point, as they get narrower, their gap is going to grow, and then there's going to be that space. So we'll grant you that. Okay? Let, that opinion could fit in. Okay. But we're not done yet. Ah, that's my shopper. Then it works. When we'll see there's another opinion that says that just like below it was a full ama, so too all the way on the top it was a full ama as well. Michael Mimer. There's not the space. After all, there's a grand total of one ama airspace, and that one ama airspace is split three ways. It's not going to fit a, a, enough to be a lot. It's still going to be loved in all in the cases. So, Okay? Rashi it, it brings down from his Rebbeim one pshat. We're worried about the rings, but he doesn't like that pshat. He says it's, he, he changes the girsa. It's atba, 
which is a different thing, which basically means like this. Remember, it's four rows that we're putting. But the four rows, in order to be, if you think about it, the four rows on the narrow side, stacked, even if it's only stacked three high, it's not very sturdy to keep them, each one separate from each other. It can wobble or topple. So what they do, what they did is, they put flush the, the, the two sides together in, of one, and they put flush two sides together on the other one, and there was a bigger gap in between. That's how they did it, okay? And uh, the bottom line is, because that's the case, so you have two and two together, then two and two together, so they basically gave you a full gap of an ama between the two piles. But because they didn't, they went flush against each other. And that's the idea. The, the, he brings down from his rebbeim that we're worried about the rings, and therefore they were placed, they had the rings facing outside to outside, and over here the rings facing outside to outside. But anyway, either way, it's the same principle of that we're having it this way, Rashi says the concern is because we don't we want it to feel sturdier, to, and that's what it's saying. They'll help keep each other from from flopping down. Bottom line is, okay. The bottom line is is that there's a, another question that's still bothering us. Okay, Okay, where is that? Even if you're going to say that they're okay, it's it's done this way, but it's still on top of the wagon. But doesn't the wagon have a platform? Isn't the platform blocking from underneath it? That's the real question that we still not have been ever addressed. That's, it's covered. And therefore, how can you say under the wagon is Rishos Rabin? There's a platform that we're assuming it's a regular wagon that has a floor. If a floor of the wagon, that's a problem. So my answer is Amar. Shmuel Biseidos. We're talking about a different kind. We're talking about the kind of platform that's not a fl- that's not a full platform. It's just the frame of a wagon, because there's no reason to have a floor make it make it heavier for no reason. It's meant to hold crushim. The crushim are spanning the width already, so they were just the frame, and basically it was there was a big gap in between, empty. So that's what we mean underneath the wagon. There was airspace, and that's what we're talking about. Okay? And that's the answer. Which means that they were not a flat thing. It's like, basically, if you look at the, today's trucks, when they're carrying um, beams or like large trees, they don't have a floor on the bottom. There's no reason to have that extra weight. They're just uh, holding it up, you know, by the sides sometimes. You know, they just have frames. What? You never seen that? That's what my study partner told me. I know. I I don't know, but it, it makes sense logically if you, if it's something that's built to carry large things that don't, you know. So there's no reason to have a floor if it if it's miyuchad for this particular purpose. Okay. Okay. Tanur Rabbanon. The rabbis learn. Okay. Krushin. Remember, we mentioned this dispute uh, earlier, so we're getting into this dispute. Tanur Rabbanon. The rabbis learn. Krushin. The matan of ama. The thickness was a full ama on the bottom. And it went narrowed as it went upwards until, until of the thickness of a finger. It, it tapers to the top. So the word tamu means taper. That's Rabbi Yudah's of the opinion 
that they narrowed to the top and they became like thin on top. Makes it a lot easier to balance it. There's a lot of advantages, as we'll soon see. That's reviewed the Shita, based on the Pasuk. Rabbi Nechemi Omer, Keshem Shalomatan of Yonama, Kach Milamalan of Yonama. No, they were full thickness all the way through from bottom to top to the same Amma thick. Shenemar Yachtov, as it says, Yachtov. So Yachtov means together. So it implies that they're fully the same thickness all the way up. Now the Gemara says, I've oxyv tamim. What does Rabbi Nechemi do with the word tamim? Oh, that means that you need whole wood. You can't be like particle board or, or plywood, which is made of a bunch of pieces glued together. No, no, no. It's a solid piece of wood going straight from bottom to top. That's what we're talking about. Okay? That's what it means. The leisu shleimen. The low leisu, the nisra, can't be cut wood. Glued. Okay. Now, Ah, the question is, what does Rabbi Yehuda do with the word Yachtov? Doesn't Yachtov imply that it went all the way up the same thickness? That means they need to be aligned well, that they can't be, um, you know, one going in one way, one going in the other way. They need to be flush one against the other. Okay. That's what Yachtov means. Okay. Now, Bishlam Laman Yamar. You have six krushim on the end wall. Okay, remember it was open in the front, and then there was a, a back wall. The back wall was six was six tvachim, or was six amas, a six six krushim. I'm sorry, six beams. And then they had two corner crushing. The corner ones that went on the corner. If you, it works out perfectly because the thickness of one fills up the fatness of the other. Because if you count it up, basically, six, the width, six crushing width-wise is an arm and a half each. That's six times 1.5. That'll be nine. Okay? So you have a, a, an ama, uh, uh, you have, right? And, and then you have the thickness of the, uh, of the crushum that, we're, that, we're, that it's coming up to. And then your corner piece can fit in perfectly flush because it leaves you the ama on this side. And the am and half on the other side. That's the corner piece. It'll fit perfectly and it'll be a perfect box. That works very nicely. Okay. But we try to understand what are the corner pieces going to do if they're tapering. Okay. If they narrow at the top, but till the size of a finger, the question is, is that you the corner pieces are going to be are not going to be flush somewhere because if it's tapering to one side it's not tapering to the other side okay and if it's tapering to the other side it's not tapering to this side how's the corner pieces fitting so the Gemara answers they were made like like a mountain it's tapering all the way to the top the corner pieces were like literally they narrowed at the top on every direction so that it went to a point on top instead of, and they didn't remain the full thickness, so it fit right flush in the gap 
to, to make a smooth surface, a surface around. That's what you have to say in order to make it make sense uh, according to Rabbi Yudha Shita. Okay. Yes. I don't know if you got pictures of this in your Gemara. Hopefully you do. Okay, okay, so, so first of all, as you are familiar, we, the way Gemara's work is that we start with a topic that's relevant, and then we sort of get sidetracked. So that's what happened here. It's very relevant because our conversation started talking about definitions of Rishos HaRabim, and we used the wagon as a definition of Rishos HaRabim, which is a Shabbos topic. Once we got into the topic of the Krushim, there's a discussion about the construction of those Krushim. So we got a sidetracked into that machlokas. And that's what happened. We, we started with one topic of talking about how are these krushim laid out on the wagons, which is very relevant to make sense for, uh, for understanding what's considered Rosh Hashanah, what's not Rosh Hashanah. That's one point. And then once we talked about this machlokas of it, whether they tapered to the top or whether they remained their full thickness, we're getting into that dispute as well. That's all. It's a sidetrack. You follow? But it's not really Shabbos related at this juncture. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. Once we mention the Krushim, so the Briachatichon that went through the Krushim. Okay, as we know, Krushim are, were not, when you think about it, these beams, how would they, they would not stay very sturdy just on the basis of the, of the silver bases that they sat on. That's not enough to hold it sturdy. You need something to keep it from wobbling. So what did they have? They had, they had these rings that, that held bars, and the bars would hold it in place. Now, even those bars, it's only holding them to each other. That's not really holding them all the way. So there was one thing called the briachatichon. There was a, a board hole right through the middle of them, and it, went, and, and it went all the way around to the three, all three sides. That's the briachatichon. Now, how did they get a bricha tichon to go all the way through when it's a piece of metal and metal most of the time doesn't bend that easily? How they were able to run it through all the way on the three sides? That's what we're talking about right now. And this is what the Gemara says about it. Okay? That's a miraculous thing because we just don't have the talent to make it be able to go through and bend all the way around and follow the, the, the curvature of the walls to be able to sit through. But it, we know that it was, that was the way it was. I actually had a theory that maybe it was, a, it was made out of a spring, so it, like, it can actually bend. But uh, I didn't see that anywhere. <laughs> what? Yeah, I always thought it was one briach for each side. But I didn't think about one briach for all. No, it was one briach for all three sides. That's what he's saying. Besoch HaKrashim. Anyway, b'nei's hayomid. It was miraculous, so don't, don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Next thing. Now we're talking about the covering of the Mishkan. Ve'es ha-mishkan The Mishkan was 10 yirios. Okay, that's the lower level. Was 10 yirios. Orech ha-yiria achas shmonev esrim ba'ama. The length of each yiria was 28 long. Okay. Now, 
the length, the rios were, were it was ten, the, the first level was ten, and they were, and each, and each one was, was, was uh, four were wide, and what they did was, is that the long side went on the width side of the, uh, of the Mishkan, okay? So, Shadi or Chayu Lepusya, you put the length of the rias, each of these layers uh, it would go long, lengthwise along the width. Lepusya de Mishkan, Kamavya, Esrin and So, we got a grand total length of 28. Dal Esrin remember, there was a gap, there was a airspace in the center of the Mishkan that was 10 amas wide. Okay, Dal Esrin Pashlu Teslahai. That lift nine on either side hanging over. So it folded over on the two sides, nine down. Okay? That's like Gisa. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda added taper on top. If it's taper on top, there's no thickness. It's just going straight down. So it's going to actually be Migalia Amad Adonim. It would just went up to the layer of the Adonim, which was the bottom, the bottom section. Okay? And the Reb Nechemia Megali Amadu Krashim, it's also besides for the Amma of the of the Adonim, there was another Amma because he needs to go along the thickness on top, so you lose two Ammas. So therefore, it's only going down eight on the wall. So there's going to be one Amma exposed of the Krashim of the wood, of the gold, and then another Amma of the of the silver. Okay. Okay. So how, what was the full length? Remember we said that it was 10 of the first layer was only 10 of these Yerios. So 10 times 4 thick, that was 40. The whole length of the Mishkan was 30. Okay, there's an extra 10. According to Rabbi Yudah, it would cover all ten, because it was tapered in the back also, it went down all the way to the Adonim. Rabbi Nechemiah, Megalia, Amma, the Adonim, it showed the Adonim on the back side. That's the first layer. Then it says, on top of that, Vasisi Yerios Izim, Le'o'el ala Mishkan. On top of the Mishkan, which is the lowest layer, there was Yerios, sheets of, there were skins of goat. Okay? Goat skins. Orech HaYeriah And these goat skins, where each one was the length of 30 amas, okay? Um, so it's longer, these were longer than the lower le- level, lower layer, okay? Shadi or Kayu, the Pussy of the Mishkan, their length going on the, on the width side of the Mishkan, Kamavya, Tlasan, we got a total of 30 length. Dal Eser Igra, take away the 10 of the roof, Pashalu Eser Lahigis, Eser Lahigis, you got 10 on each side, okay? According to Rebuda, it covered all the way to the bottom, even this, all the way to the floor, because including the the, the Adonim, okay, the second layer. According to Rebbe the second layer showed the Adonim, because remember, he had a thickness on top that he's hanging over, only going down nine. Okay. Tanya Bryce says so as well. Lechatsos. What is it covering now? The last ama of this of the adonim. To cover the ama of kashim that was showing in the underlayer. Okay. Their width went to the length. 
How many of these were there? The Mishkan. Kamehavya Mem Ve'arba. This time it's 44 because this second layer was not 40, was not 10 of these, of these. Rather, it was 11. So there's, right? Ashteyesre Yireos. The Yireos, the skins of the goat, was 11. 11 times 4 is 44. That plus on the agree, you have 30 on the roof. Pashlu Arba Srei. We got 14 additional Dal Parti de Kafla. There was two of those 14 folded over the front of the Mishkan, hung down a little bit in the front. Okay? Dechsev Chafaltas Heria Shishis El Mul Pineha Oel. It folded down too. Pashlu Tartis. We got 12. Bishlam Le Rebu Dahain and Dechsev Chatsi Heria Odefes Tisrach. I understand half the area of the extra area would actually be lying on the ground. What does it mean? Tisrach? It was hanging further than the other ones because the previous one only went down up until that donim and it was an additional two. It went one to the ground and then it hung only one on the floor. Okay? And what is the Mishkan like? Le'isha, like a woman, shemaleches b'shuk that goes to the market, v'shipulel ma'alchan acharel, and she has like a train hanging down and flowing on the floor, and that's what it was like. The mishkan that it actually flowed down and actually hung on the ground. The second layer, this second layer of the urios izim, where the, like it touched the floor in the backside of it. Anyway, we'll stop over here. Continue with this tomorrow. A pleasure learning. Everyone have a great. Shabbos tomorrow, we'll do it after the first mincha. What? I don't know when it is. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, Pleasure learning. Take care. Okay.